Far Out Dudes. It's, it's another, another week, and we, we have another Far Out conversation for you. Oh, we say for you this time, huh? I'm one of your hosts, Paul. And what do you got to talk about this week, Joseph? Because if it's not good, <laughs> it's going to get cut, and the listeners aren't going to hey, hear it. Hey, I thought we were supposed to record this one. Did you even look up how to connect it to your iPhone? Because you were like, oh, what should we record bring it on the camera. I didn't bring the, didn't bring the, the green, green screen. screen. And this Everything setup I text is not. About. Oh. So, um, no, I, I send it to my studio apartment. Oh, one of our. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, uh-huh. Yeah, and I forgot it. Uh, Joseph, you have our conversation for today? Yes, I do. I'm it, just is very it, tired. Is it far out? Is it a far out conversation? Pretty far out uh, subject, I think, anyways. Did you actually do the research? Or are you like Jacob and just have a lunch, bunch of stuff you're going to read off of and tell us about? Well, I've got Well, that's I've got just what the research. folks, folks. <laughs> So when I say Randy Weaver, what comes to your head? Uh, a singer. No. Like Randy Jackson, uh, or Randy Weaver, something. no Randy Weaver. Oh, Randy he, Weaver. Oh, the the popular Weaver. Close, yeah. but Randy no. Weaver. He weaves. Randy Weaver. That's what with I'm the saying. W. You're saying Randy Weaver. That I'm saying Randy Weaver. <laughs> Anyways, no. What happens? Randy what Weaver. do you think of when I say Randy Weaver? Ruby Ridge. Ooh, Ruby Ridge. It sounds familiar, but that right there, remember. I can tell you what. Uh, yeah, it. He's gonna about. He's gonna. He's yeah, gonna tell he's you. To me, up. when I hear Ruby Ridge, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those crazy so, far out things out there. Like a, it was like an eleven day siege that happened in the the uh, boundary county. <laughs> yeah, so it was near Naples, right? Sure. So we're gonna start off with Randy Weaver, who okay. was in the army, I believe. The army, I forgot to take that note down. But anyways, got out of it as a um, that's what I'm looking for. I should have wrote this down. <laughs> uh, honorably discharged. Okay. And so he goes home, but uh, they live so in Randy Iowa. was dishonorably discharged. No, honorably discharged. Home. Okay. Okay. He starts a family with his wife Vicky. Uh, and they live in Iowa, but they don't like that Midwestern life. You oh, know? you know what? Okay. That re- I now it kind of the uh, the setup. Randy, Randy Weaver. He's Randy. that he's that survivalist guy. That's that's where I remember hearing sure. his name, right? Yeah. Sure, and so, sure. And you know, <laughs> make it the Aki way. Sure, sure. Don't forget the Bev. Never, never, never. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Can on, you just man. get on with your just story? Go. Just go. But he was in the army. And yeah, so they they have a, a life and everything in Iowa, but they don't like their Midwestern life. So they uh, everything they're going on with the government and uh, Watergate and all that good stuff way back then. They just start not liking the government, and they think you know it's very corrupt. Okay, yeah. And that's in weird. 1983, they sell their home and all their things. Can you talk regular? And s- can can I ask I'm you something? T- You're like whisper talking. People don't. You just keep saying that, and then when we go back and listen to it, they can hear it just fine. Next time, bring your headphones. Okay. Okay. People, so people don't just not like the government. Like, what what was it? Do you know what the reasoning like behind the government? I mean, because nowadays you have a a complete divide about uh, and feel a uh, certain sentiment towards the government right now. You know, like in today's age, like there's just like this animosity towards the government. Yeah, I'll get to it. Okay. So 
They feel like the government's very corrupt, obviously, like I said. In 1983, they sell their home, they sell their home and all their belongings, and they move to west to the they move west to northern Idaho. Wait, so they didn't and like they, the the country, so they moved to they another moved, country. They didn't like the Midwestern feel that they were doing. So they so wanted they, to live more So they moved isolated. west Midwestern. They moved west to northern Idaho. They didn't like that mundane Western Midwestern life. Yeah. So they moved to Idaho. So like, okay. um, I can already tell they're retarded. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they they moved there and they built a home out of lumber. Uh, from wait, hold on. From, they, they built, built a, a house out of lumber from they scrap didn't yards. make it out of marble. No, wow, or stones. Surprisingly, or That's mud and sticks. No, yeah, okay. They cool. built it out of wood from scraps from lumber yards. Okay. And uh, time goes on, they start living their life up there, and they turn to right-wing survivalists who obviously, okay. you know, don't like the government, don't trust them, and have all kinds of What makes bad them right-wing survivalists? Uh, that was self-identified by Mr. Weaver. Okay. It was uh, right-wing. Uh, so as they're living there, they raise their own animals that they eat. They grow their own food. They live isolated on top of a mountain. And uh, as time goes by, their views turn even more toward religious views of, like, the end of the world and <laughs> racism. And racism, you yeah. said? Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a racist group called The Order that goes, uh, at the time, on a spree of, like, robbing banks and attacking armored trucks. And they even go as far as kill a Jewish talk show host uh, in the name of a new white homeland. Okay. So they started mm-hmm. robbing and stealing and killing Jews. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Okay. White people being crazy. So, so and that puts the FBI and all the other uh alphabets in like high response for these um skinheads and neo Nazis and all that good stuff. But what, Randy Weaver and his family were a part of this group. No, no, I'm okay. just give, kind of giving a setup. And then after the mm-hmm. order, you know, because that puts the ATF and FBI and everybody that puts like more like the neo Nazis and white people, more on their web website, <laughs> more on their radar, radar. on yeah. the like on yeah on yeah. the watch list exactly to okay. keep you know an eye on things where this kind of stuff doesn't just start sprawling up all over the nation. Okay. And, and that group wasn't an FBI group, and they were just trying to entice Randy. Uh, Randy, they were uh, uh, what what is it called? <laughs> they Randy. They weren't trying to uh, what was what is the thing when they uh, entrap? Yeah, entrapment. They were, it wasn't just a group of FBI agents trying to entrap them like we know. Or maybe there doing. was gold in their secluded place. No, but after the order uh, was brought down, the government then turns their eyes, like I said, to the Aryan Nation, where the order got its start. Mm-hmm. Uh, with everything happening, like I said... Um, what, is the, what is the Aryan Nation for the listeners that don't know what that is? It's just a bunch of white supremacy uh, racist guys okay, wanting to make the land... Quote, pure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so with everything going on, the FBI and the ATF and the CIA put informants into the Aryan Nation chapter that's close to where Randy Weaver and his family live. And Wait, e- so they put agents in that chapter? In the Aryan Nation chapter. Okay. There, yeah. Well, a agent, I should say. So okay. each summer, they hold uh, what's called the World Congress, uh, which... Just has speakers, events, and like neo-Nazi pep rallies to like recruit people and bring them so in. So this group, this neo-Nazi Aryan Nation spinoff group, 
This isn't a spinoff group. This is the Aryan Nation. Oh, the Aryan the Nation. The order was taken down and oh, doesn't exist anymore. Oh, so why? But the Aryan up? Nation, it's, it's called a setup to where things start. Okay, you know they took down so the order, the who order was causing all this stuff, and now they're focused more on the Aryan Nation now. Okay, so they went from like the a order. satellite campus to the main campus. Yes, now. so okay. that the order came out of the Aryan Nation. Okay. And so Randy Weaver meets that federal informant posing as a gun run biker. And over the course of like three, four years, he builds Randy's trust and offers him $400 for two sawn off shotguns. And at first, Randy says, no, like that's, you know, illegal. I don't want to do that. You know, I, I'm not. In, so the FBI you know. agent is asking him that. Yeah. And, okay. you know, after the course of like years of him, like talking and whatnot, of to Randy Weaver, who was there okay. at so this FBI agent needs results, so he's like, God, oh. he was yeah. Randy Weaver was invited and went to that World Congress, uh huh. Um, as he later put in, just being invited and didn't go, he maybe went to some stuff like twice a year or something like that. Okay, mm. so um, in October 1989, Randy is going through a really hard time with his family, trying to survive and provide for his family. So he's like, okay. I'll do it. I got two shotguns. I'll saw them off for you. And he does it. He saws them off himself and sells them to the informant. Okay. And later on, Randy finds out that this guy was a snitch, obviously, and he cuts off ties with him. And after the information, um, the informant was caught, I should say, not the information. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you listening? Yes. Are you watching your Are phone? we going to have to confiscate Go. phones? So after the foreman is caught, the ATF goes to Randy and tell him uh, that, you know, they we tell need, him, they tell him, brother, and tell him, let me tell you, uh, sister. <laughs> All right, go ahead and tell the me. The ATF goes to Randy because they need a new informant. And they say, hey, we can drop the charges on you if you become an informant for us. Like, we'll, they'll drop the charges of the gun sales, son of guns and everything. Obviously, Randy being. The isolated, like, don't trust the government, all that good stuff, family that they are, they said no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. So they were trying to let him off. They were trying to get him into their clutches by being yes. an informant. Yes. And he's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to go to court. I'm going to risk it in court. Yes. Okay. He said, well, he, did, he just didn't want to be a snitch. He didn't want to okay. be. Snitches get stitches. End he up didn't want to be in the government. Don't get no uh, bitches. What is the string, <laughs> the string thing called? Like the string puppet, puppet, marionette. You want to be one of their marionettes. He didn't want to well, be I mean, a marionette, he, or he didn't want to be a puppet. He want to be a puppet. Well, I mean, one Whatever. of the one I mean, of the biggest things that I mean, he moved to Idaho for that particular reason uh -huh. because of uh, the disdain he had felt for the government. <laughs> yes, as and you're now, all, reading off the Wikipedia. Yes, <laughs> and now the government <laughs> is. Um, now the government's asking him to join in helping. Yeah, because the other informant got caught. So now they're like, well, we need someone who's likable, trustable. And the guy was a uh, Green Beret. He oh, got so honorably discharged. He was a Green Beret as well. Yes. And so he got honorably discharged. They thought, well, this guy, you know. This guy brings the sauce. He's got, people will trust him to not yeah. be that kind of person. 
He knows how to kill somebody no. with a shovel. Since he's a he's already a well known survivalist in Idaho that most people probably know of now, and so they're like, oh, he's an in. If we can get him to join us, and he's a he's, killer. He's got um. He's got the know how to do things. Yeah, and some connect. Well, some connections, but. Well, he's got the reputation of like not liking the government, so most people wouldn't suspect him of being involved with a government entity. Yeah, and that like the little town that he was into, like up in the mountains, you're surrounded by I don't want to say those kind of like extreme people who hate the government and everything, but people who want to have privacy and not have people meddling in their yeah. things. You know what I mean? They want to isolate themselves and kind of be like, okay, I and can be self sufficient, yes, and not rely so much on other people. Yeah. So well, a survivalist. Uh, yeah, but more of along the lines of doing everything for yourself and not buying things. <laughs> so like a survivalist. Yes, I'm trying to make you go around circles. circle. Okay. So a year later, uh, Randy and his wife are going out, um, I guess, to get some supplies and whatnot. And they come across tourists with an overheated truck. So obviously they... Uh, Talk into the mic. I am you, talking into the mic. Your bars are going tiny. Cause I can I can hear him fine like on the that. headphones. Well, it's not going to read on the thing. Okay, well, I'm talking close. You say now. that. Is that better? Every, everything that I hear clearly on he, on my headphones comes out really good across when I listen to it. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Do what I say. <laughs> can you hear me better now? Is it popping up better? Yeah. Okay. So what last did you hear? Uh, Randy and his wife are going shopping. <laughs> okay, well, they're going, they're like going into out. town. Oh. So they come across these people who have an overheated truck and they wave them down and obviously they're going to stop and try to help them. Well, these people were, these are uh, friendly white supremacists. <laughs> well, he claims he wasn't like a white supremacist, oh, Okay, but I got some details a little bit wrong about anyways. Uh, but they were ATF, uh, they were marshals. Oh, okay. And they arrest him. And um, so he they're they're broken down the side of the road and they arrest him. Well, it was like a sting to get him to stop. So oh, instead of okay. like going issuing a warrant and like going to his door and saying, hey, we got this warrant or the sheriff going up there and issuing the warrant, just arresting him because he didn't show up to the court on his charges. They go and arrest him like <laughs> they, the ATF does a whole thing for him to to sting him to to arrest him like that. Oh, OK. Um. So they they arrest him. They take him to jail and everything. And he puts up bond. And the magistrate tells him, mistakenly, that if he's found guilty, he'll have to pay for the le- his lawyer, the court fees, and all that good stuff. And in order to do that, they'll end up having to take his property and everything away, and his wife and kids would be left with nothing. So he gets out of. He gets out of jail on bond and, like I said, decides not to go to court. He stays up on the mountain and it turns into he turns into a uh, federal fugitive. Okay, so they stopped him and uh, basically like a, a warrant stop. Right. Yeah. So what was the warrant for? Uh, Well, they well, charged well, him. What was their reasoning to try to stop him? They I, got him. On the gunshot, the I gun, mean the <laughs> the gun charge, sawed off shotgun. The, yeah, the, the saw, illegal sawed off shotgun. The sale. shotgun yeah. issue. Okay. And so he posts bail, and then they they tell him that hey, if you lose the court case, you're going to have to pay your lawyer and all these other fees and stuff, knowing he's not going to be able to because he's a survivalist and doesn't and make any money. Doesn't make any. Well, he makes some money like 
odd end jobs yeah, wherever not they're a, needed. Not enough to do anything other than survive. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, I'm just going to not go to my court date and <laughs> uh, because stay more, here with my family. Because more than likely their whole intent is to find him guilty. Well, yeah, because, because it, they want him to be his their... Uh, well, they offered him the informant could drop the charges and he didn't take it. Yeah. So at this point, he's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to win this court case. So, and I don't want to lose everything my family has. So I'm going to take a stand and not go to my court case or court date or anything like that. Yeah. And so since he becomes a federal fugitive, the case, everything gets uh, turned over to the U.S. Marshal. Um, so they stay up there. And they never leave. They don't stop to get food. They don't go down to get food, water, or anything like that. They're uh, surviving. Making, they're surviving, making that stand, and claim to be prosecuted due to uh, persecuted, <laughs> not pros- prosecuted. They're more being uh, persecuted than prosecuted. They're being prostituted because of the prosecution of being persecuted. Oh, snap. Due to the religious and political views, they say. Yeah. And Randy's wife actually starts like a writing cam- writing campaign, sending letters to a bunch of people calling them servants to the Queen of Babylon. Okay, okay. so Joseph, I guess uh, yes. before you go on, I have a question for you. I hopefully have an answer. Before you started doing this research on Randy Weaver, yes, what was your thought or impression of him before you got an in-depth understanding of who and where he was? <laughs> well, the little that I knew. Uh, before I got deep into it and found out a lot of stuff about him and his family, mm-hmm. uh, was that um, he basically was kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I can't read your mind. So uh, I can't figure out what uh, you may be thinking. into doing the sawn off shotgun stuff. Yeah. and Coerced. Coerced. Yeah. Well, the law about... Um, I mean, there's a there's a random guy up. that's wanting to buy a sawed-off shotgun from him. Well, it was a... Was that something that he was already doing, it was like a, selling? No, no. Well, see, that's that's my thing about the FBI, right? Mm-hmm. Is that these guys, it, it's not like he was a normal... See, my thing about the FBI mm-hmm. is that this Randy Weaver... And I'm... I can't wait till you give me more information on Randy Weaver because I'm sure that there's some other information that's going to be like, okay, there's other things that this guy was doing. Mm-hmm. But the whole sawed-off shotgun thing, like, it wasn't like he was a normal, um, like, he didn't continuously manufacture sawed-off shotguns and was selling them to the neighbors no, all around No, he wasn't him. like a gun runner. So the FBI just, like, looked to this guy, probably saw him as somebody that they, they can uh, entice to be their um, informant, Mm-hmm. And so he's, when he decided not to, after they kind of entrapped him, basically, mm-hmm. right? And by saying, yeah, yeah, sell it to me, right? Because if you know somebody well and they're like, hey, sell me that gun, and you'd be like, sure, you yeah. know? But some random person that you're going to do, they're like, okay, yeah, fine. What, you know, he at that time, he was probably not thinking that it was some FBI agent that wants to buy a sawed off shotgun from him. Yeah. Well, I was saving this for a little later on, but it turns out that. Eight that uh, informant that was in there, yeah, was like on him for those three years. Hey, being like, hey, I'm a gun runner, you know, I need some guns. Are you able to get me some guns? So basically, Can you do these things yeah. for me. Trying like, to get like over the course of those three years, he kept like coercing him, trying to like, hey, yeah. 
you got guns. I, w- I need to buy guns. Like, basically guns. putting it into him, like, seeing it. I mean, this informant obviously re- wasn't really into, like, really didn't have a group of individuals that he needed to uh, put as suspects. So he was just trying to pick out anybody. And Randy, uh, obviously, was his guy. Yeah. And Randy wasn't really doing any of that stuff. So they basically um, entrapped him by creating this narrative that he was a gun runner selling off sawed-off shotguns. That he didn't really even do. Well, he did solve the shotguns. Well, he did, but... But he wasn't that kind of, oh, I got all these weapons to sell. And yeah, it's kind of like it, my main stake of, of exactly. what he does. Like, oh, I sell sawed-off shotguns to people because the government doesn't allow us to do it, so that's what I do for a living. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I read some of the like testimony of when he went to court for everything that I'm about to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the senators was like, you know, entrapment means like they give you the opportunity to do it, but it's your choice if you go to make that um, yeah, decision. Like they can't, if they make you do it, then yes, that's entrapment. Yeah. But if they just give you the opportunity and you do it or don't do it, then that's not, you know, that's technically that's your choice. Yeah. That's not entrapment, which... Yeah, but they're they're basically putting you into a situation where you more than likely will end up doing it. Especially when he needed money for his family exactly. to survive. He just saw someone who was, you know, at a at a really low time in his yeah. life. Kind of like the FBI agents in Boston. Or where was it? Where they were kind of like, it was like 13 of them and only like two were actual civilians. Michigan? Was it Michigan? I don't remember. Where they kind of like blocked the highway and everything with them. And the whole mm. time it was like... 15 or 13 FBI agents the whole time. Yeah. And they're like, well, <laughs> yeah. Telling them, Hey, they, let's go do this. Yeah. And they decide they made their choice to go do it. So it's yeah. technically not entrapment. Well, it's kind of like that one guy that I was telling you about that was like on January 6th. He was like, let's go, uh, storm the Capitol. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, uh, fed, 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 <laughs> yeah. fed. And he was like, I'm no fed. I'm no fed. And he was a fed. And the whole time they were, uh, you know, they they were talking about people who were inciting things. Mm-hmm. And this guy was inciting stuff, and he never got arrested or anything ever happened to him. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those interesting things. Well, I've got a, I've got uh, information about a technicality that gets them off from okay. being charged. All so. right. So sorry to kind of go down a different route. I just wanted to. I, I always think it's interesting on what people's perspectives are on things before they actually go deeper into the research, and then they like their whole. The views change. Their uh, paradigm, the paradigm changes in mm-hmm. them. You know, that's a big word. Yeah, paradigm. Spell it. Paradigm. <laughs> so, anyways, where I left off was Randy Weaver's wife started like a, a writing campaign, sending letters to a bunch of people, calling them servants of the Queen of Babylon. Uh-huh. Which Randy Weaver is like, yeah, they were they were uh, kneeling down to people, where they you know they weren't taking a stand against what's right and what's wrong, being the kind of person he was okay so they send these layers to a psychiatrist who then sends them back uh wait who sends them to a psychiatrist the atf and all them like they confiscate the letters and the psychiatrist sends the uh, psychological profile back mistakenly already naming them the randalls so that's two mistakes like they told him that he'd have to pay everything the court costs and his um lawyer and now Calling them the Randalls, uh, the wrong name. <laughs> like instead of Randall Weaver, he, the psychiatrist called the family the Randalls. 
Oh, instead of the weavers, they set the randoms. Yeah. Okay. And the profile calls them a paranoid family led by a radical matriarch who are all ready to fight to the death. <laughs> okay. And so they've got this, up to this point, it's building a case against them that these are some crazy extreme right-wing people who don't okay. trust the government and would just fight to the death for them. And what so, were they really like if they weren't that? I'll get to that. So a few months pass uh, with the family being held up uh, and the marshals passing letters through their friends, you know, back and forth since they don't have, like, direct contact for some reason, which I never got to the bottom of, but it's just weird. And October uh, 1991, Vicky, Randall's wife, gives birth to their daughter, Elishaba. Elishaba? Elishaba, while they're okay. being, while they're held up there. Okay. So... She gives birth to it in the, the shed next to the house. She gives birth to it? It. it. Okay. The daughter, Elishaba. That thing, Elishaba. Okay. So I'm guessing that Elishaba doesn't identify as any particular binary then. I don't know. She's pansexual? She gives birth to their daughter, Elishaba, okay. in the shack next to the home. Okay. So, so she's had some man, they, they really are survivalists then. Dude. Yeah. Giving birth in the shack. There wasn't she, like she a... Had a what's, her, what's it called? Step? Uh, what's it called whenever you have another lady that helps your wife give birth? Midwife. Midwife. Did she have a midwife? No. She had a oh. friend, though, but she didn't go up so there. So Randall was her midwife. Yes. Randall is, was. Is, push that baby out. So does, does Randall identify as non-binary since he's. No, he is a male. Midwife? He identifies as a male. So the story goes written to. Are you a, just assuming his identification or did you. A story did gets written in a newspaper uh, uh-huh. in Idaho or Iowa. That he defines as male? No. That okay. they're having this showdown and that he's not coming down and it draws national attention and um, that he's not given up to the ATF. And so uh-huh. all this national attention makes it seem like, hey, Randy's in control. ATF isn't really, you know, they don't have control over uh, Randy and they, what's going on. Yeah. Okay. So that makes them make a move. And that move is called Operation Northern Exposure. Okay. And what happens in not Operation Northern Exposure? Well, over the course of five months, Marshall's... Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> they're worried Randy is taking control and they're being perceived as not being in control and it takes them five months. Well, they run... <laughs> yeah. They, to make a move? You. Okay, Operation so it takes half Northern a year. Exposure, okay. Instead of just doing nothing now, like they pretty uh-huh. much were, uh, they start the operation called Operation Northern Exposure. Okay, and what's Over the, the course of five months... The marshals record over 100 hours of surveillance footage from solar-powered cameras planted around their property. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, planted around the Weaver's property. Correct. So they have solar panel, solar-paneled cameras planted around their private property yeah. recording them Man. for 18 months. So for 18 months? That oh, five months. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that already, like... It already makes a person feel like they're targeting somebody that they've already like they've planted cameras around his property and are watching him for five months. Like they record over. They're trying to find hours. something on it's, them. They're trying to find something on them, but like what what triggered that? Like, and I guess you're gonna get to this in in, in a bit, but mm-hmm. like what triggered them to like just focus on him and him alone? Like to go, I'm going. We're gonna be watching you. Yeah, you know, like that's crazy. Such a huge. 
Like, Something that's being blown out of proportion right now is just one guy yeah. with his family <laughs> on top of a hill exactly. who just didn't want to come down they his court need, date. They just need some work, so th- they're just... Uh, so, yeah, exa- th- and I guess that, that you put you pinpointed it for me, like how I feel right now is that, like, they're all because he missed a court date mm-hmm. for something they set up for him, mm-hmm. and they can't, like, they're not letting it go. Like, they're just, like, on him now. Yeah, they're like, they're like, they got a bone to pick with him. It's like white on rice. They're on him like white on rice. They're ri- on him like flies on jelly. Sure. Or on sure. poop, right? They're like poop like, on a butthole. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that one before, yeah. but... Yeah. Like uh, poop in a colon, but they're uh, <laughs> that's that's crazy. Like that to think that that's what they do. and they still do those kinds of things. You know, like oh they, yeah, like, I don't doubt that's yeah. going on, especially with nine eleven and everything. Yeah, yeah. but out uh, those hundreds of hours, what they gather is that uh, they see that they're always armed when they leave the house. Uh huh. Okay, and that reason being is because well, they live in the mountains. There's mountain lions. There's moose. Everything. Bears. So. Were there, it is sounds there bears to me like you're trying to defend them. Well, they're not doing anything wrong at this point. Okay. They leave because there's wild animals out there. And having a 14-year-old son with them. Okay. They When they leave the home, living on top of the mountain, in the wilderness, it's not like a neighborhood or anything. They're living on top of a mountain by themselves. Okay. They yes. need to leave and be armed just in case So what happens after happen- they review the footage? Attacks them. So, in August, in August, on August twenty first, nineteen ninety two, six deputy marshals in full gear with night vision goggles hike up to the Weaver's property to gather more intel. In so the they're final still phase gathering intel for the final phase of Operation oh Northern Exposure. God. Did they get in trouble for this? Because this sounds like a <laughs> lot of wasted resources. After eight hours of watching the Weavers. The marshals try to sneak back down the mountain, but their dog starts going crazy. And so they shoot one of the marshals. So their dog striker starts barking, going crazy. And when Randy, I'm glad you got the name of the dog in there too. Striker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Randy follows the dog uh, away, but he follows him quite a bit, but then stops chasing him so much because he thought he was chasing an animal or something. And Randy's 14 year old son, Sam, and a gentleman who's been living with them for a little while. Whoa, so there's a gentleman. His name so is Kevin is Harris. Randy bisexual? No, his name's Kevin Harris. And oh. he's been living with them since he was a teenager because he had nowhere to go. And he's helped them around okay. their homestead and everything and helped them live. Is he also helping Randy's wife? Probably. Alicia Bull looked nothing like Randy. Okay. <laughs> a lot like Kevin. Okay. But so they're both armed as uh, they've seen. They're following the dog, which they think is running after a wild animal uh-huh. to help the dog or kill whatever it is so they can use its resources. So who, Kev and Randy or Kev and his wife? Kevin and uh, Randy's, <laughs> Randy's wife. <laughs> Randy's wife. <laughs> Sorry, I knew Randy. Randy's wife was having an affair with Kevin, so I called him. No. So, so right now... Randy's going slowly down the mountain. Yes, Randy. They're following the dog, but who? Randy and his wife or Randy and Kevin? No, Randy's son, Sam. 14-year-old son, Sam and Kevin are running with the dog. Okay. And Randy is, you know, making his way down because they both ran after him. Okay. And now as they split up, Randy comes across a marshal who pops up in full ghillie suit who yells, 
Freeze Weaver. <laughs> and Randy replies, quote, screw you. Wait, <laughs> wait. You said you said Kevin and Randy's son. Kevin and Randy's son Sam. Yes. Go one way. Oh, and then there's a Randy y. There's a split the up. Way. There's split okay, up at okay, a Y. Okay. He goes. Randy goes the other okay, way. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so he says, "Stop, Randy." And yeah. So the marshal pops up in ghillie suit and yells, "Freeze, Weaver!" Uh huh. And Randy replies, "Screw you!" And runs up back the hill while yelling, uh, "Quote, get on, boys! It's an ambush." Okay. So he's you know, obviously, hey, these people are trying to arrest us and catch everyone at the same time. And, but they don't hear Randy, and they keep following the dog. And when they come up to the marshals, the dog gets that to them first. Okay. Obviously, since he's running like full sprint, so the marshals kill the dog. They shoot him, like three shots. Like okay. the first shot, Randy said he heard. Dang, they killed the man's best friend. They, yeah. I'd be pissed. If they, they killed, killed Striker. They, they killed, killed Striker. Striker for just defending his home and family. If. If they killed my dog, I'd be pissed too. Especially if you're on my property and you shoot my dog. Watching me with yeah. ghillie suits, all so I, I'd be pissed. So if I was the, if I was old Randy boy, I'd be pissed. Well, he was pretty pissed. He's yeah. about to get a lot more angry oh, well. because obviously they don't know like the marshals are there, mm-hmm. and so when the dog gets there before them, everyone's surprised, and when they shoot Striker, their dog. The two boys don't know what's going on, so chaos ensues, and people start firing. So they kill Randy's son. So they start shooting. His wife's they, mistress. Up, are they shooting? Sh- are they shooting at each other? A little shootout okay. happens, okay. and a marshal is killed. Mm. Oh, so okay. wait. I, I guess the first, the main question is: Did the Weavers know that they were marshals before they started shooting at him? Or no. did they just they saw never they never strange people on their property and shoot in ghillie say. suits? So Kevin said he never heard anyone like identify themselves, and even with Randy, the marshal popped up. So so they have a gunfight. Yes, and to answer PJ uh, Paul's question, I'm sorry. Uh, they don't identify themselves. Even when the guy got up and said "Freeze Weaver," he didn't say "Hey, U.S. Marshal, freeze." And so Randy calls out for a son and uh, Kevin to, you know, get back and start running back. And the last thing he hears is, I'm coming, Dad. And he then hears a little bit more shooting after that. Okay. And so coming, did they Dad. kill his son? Yep. So Ah, so oh, a marshal died man. and now his son died. Oh, I was answering Jacob. Oh. Sorry. So they're surviving marshals who are now five. Uh, one of them, anyways, runs down the hill to a neighbor to make a 911 call. And he says, I got one officer dead. I got three pinned down. I need help quick. We had an incident with Randall Weaver. I want the state police. I want all the help we can get. I've got to go back up for more officers that are trapped. As if they were being held under, like, serious gunfire or trapped, uh, knowing things while they were going crazy. So he tells them like they're trapped, like being held under some serious fire or something. Uh huh. You know, they weren't trapped. It was two boys versus six deputies fully gillied up and geared up. And so 
Coming back to where Randy is and his son and Kevin, uh, Randy arrives home, running back up, and Kevin Harris comes up walking behind him. And Randy asks where his 14-year-old son Sam is. Kevin tells him that he's dead. Shot once through the arm and once through the back. Oof. So the kid was running away. And they, yeah, so they bring his body. They go get his body because they've all, like, Ran, retreated the marshals retreated a little bit uh-huh. they go get his body and put it in the shed next to the home where Elisheba was born their daughter not it uh-huh. <laughs> now the local sheriff they don't know how to handle this this isn't like their usual thing or being trained on yeah. well it's kind of like the federal the 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 federal a fair a federal agency came in uh-huh and were 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 the sheriffs and them aware of what they were doing, or was this something without their, their They knew knowledge? they were there, but they didn't know, like, the context of exactly everything that was going on. Like, okay. they didn't know they had Operation Northern Exposure or anything. Yeah. And so the local police, not or sheriff, not knowing, trained what to do or anything, they just closed off the entire mountain. Like, no one's allowed to go in, no one's allowed to go out. And so once a marshal or any federal person is killed, mm-hmm. it gets all the case automatically gets turned over to the FBI. Okay. And so one of the reasons why it gets, uh, it gets turned over and their kind of mission statement is to go and save the pinned down marshals and arrest Randy. Mm. So the F- FBI brings in uh, the HRT. You know what HRT stands for? I'll give you Hormone a guess. Hormone replacement therapy. <laughs> Not that HRT. <laughs> the FBI doesn't bring in hormone <laughs> replacement therapy. J- Jacob's currently on uh, HRTs right now. Oh, so. okay. I'm yeah. taking testosterone. So, was you know, take a guess what HRT stands for. Uh, it's coming from where? FBI. From the FBI. Um, They're coming in to help save pinned down marshals. Uh, a human rescue Team? Team. Close. Ah. It's hostage rescue team. Ah, hostage so who are the hostages? Team. The marshals that were pinned down. Oh. That were all geared up with guns and okay. ghillie suits and night vision goggles. Mm. Uh, anyways, HRT, which stands for hostage rescue team, yeah, consists of some of the best snipers and assaulters in the world, apparently. Okay. Self-proclaimed. Uh, Dick Rogers, the head of... HRT. Sounds like a dick. <laughs> he consults with the FBI uh, assistant director, Larry Potts, and agree because of the gunfight and the intel that they've been receiving about the Weavers that it warranted extreme measures. They draft special rules of engagement that gives the snipers more freedom than the standard uh, FBI shooting policy, something that since then has never happened. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It happened. Harley was sniffing AJ's butt. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't he wipe was it properly. He nose up his butt, and <laughs> yeah, he wasn't doing nothing. He just nothing. laid there, too. <laughs> you nasty. So, anyways. He shoved her. He got his and legs five, four, her. three, two, and one. So, what? It hasn't been. What What was the thing that had the never been The special rules of engagement that gave the snipers more freedom than, like, the usual shooting policy. Okay. And it's something that has since before that never happened. And so state police find uh, 
the state police, mind you, find the marshals and take them out. Okay, not Wait, FBI, so not, not ATF, a, not some the state police special hostage rescue people. The state police find the marshals and take them out. Yeah, and so the next day at a briefing held with the FBI negotiators, uh, you know there are different branches that give their recommendations, and the commander there makes his decision on everyone's like intel and recommendations of it, and so they bring in an APC. <laughs> Uh, APC. Um, Armed person container. Armored personal carrier. Armored okay. personal carrier. Which I'm sure P- Paul knows that it's like tank-like to bring people in. Okay. And this is brought in for, a, again, a gentleman who is up there with his now dead son, <laughs> wife, and newborn yeah. daughter. Okay. And so locals see all this. They know what's going on by this time. And, and they, they, they probably know who Randy is. Exactly. Yeah, his and neighbors like, and everybody know. What is going on? There's literally only two adults there now because you killed his child. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, they're doing all this for a guy and his family that are on top of a hill. (laughs) And they start to like protest having signs like, do you really need all this for this one guy? Uh And as they're doing that, everybody starts setting up at the foot of the hill where they're at. Um, And the commander in an interview said in all his years and so many arrests and raids, that this is the first time they've ever used those rules of engagement. Wow. And now the FBI on, stand- a, on a raid with what you would think that they would use on like an, an army of people. Yeah. Like a huge like or at least, compound or at or, least the size of a, a small militia. Yeah. Right. Of at least maybe, I don't know, 13 federal agents <laughs> who started a militia. You, uh-huh. you would think that that's the kind of, uh, um, resources they would use for those kind of people? Yeah, you'd think that, but no. Yeah. So the FBI's uh, standard deadly force policy allows them to shoot, but only in defensive measures when being uh, shot at. Oh, excuse me. But the facts, uh, the rules that were faxed over to Washington say, if any adult male is observed with a weapon, deadly force can and should be deploy- employed. Meaning they see them... Shoot him. Mm. And Dick Rogers tells them, eat him out with a weapon, was a target. So FBI agents, after uh, the snipers get set up, go walking up to their home. And uh, there are some, uh, they still have like other dogs, but Stryker was like their family dog. So they hear some dogs start barking, and Randy and his daughter Sarah, other daughter, sorry, I didn't set that up very well. <laughs> I didn't give you the other Wait. detail about Sarah. There was an older her so like wait, two th- years younger than Kevin Sam, who got shot. He was fourteen. Wait, I thought it. So let me oh, let me shoot. I for some reason I thought Kevin. I, I don't know why Sam turned into Kevin to me. So let me reinforce who's there. So you have Randy Weaver, mm-hmm. who is the source of everything. His wife Vicky. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Their son, fourteen, who is now deceased. Deceased Sam. Sammy, Sammy, and their KF. second oldest, Ishmael. Sarah, and with the newborn, Abishala, and then Kevin, who's some you know like a friend they've yeah, helped. Yeah, that guy Kevin, <laughs> silly Kevin. Okay, so let's 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 speed up. Like, so the, what happens? Do they kill Kevin and his family? I mean, Randy, <laughs> <laughs> the name's right. 
So they go out there, see if anyone's there, and there's no replies. And can Candy, <laughs> Randy, comes from behind some of the. <laughs> he comes in booty shorts. <laughs> My name's Candy. I'm on HRT. No, so he hears all of this, and he goes out there. Uh, Randy goes out there, and he goes to check on his son's body in the um in the shed. And as he's reaching over his head to like unlock the shed, uh, he gets shot through the shoulder. Wait, who, Randy or Kevin? Randy gets shot through the shoulder. Okay. So they see him, rules of engagement mean, hey, this guy, he obviously has a gun. They just, they can shoot on sight. Okay. Okay. Now, his wife, Vicky, hears this and comes running out and telling the kids, the kid, you know, and Rand pushing Randy inside saying, hey, get inside, get back inside, get back inside. And as they're, everyone's rushing through the door, you got Randy, you got Vicky and Kevin in there too. As she gets to the door and holds the door open for them with their newborn Elisheba in their hand, in her, you know, hands and everything. She, another shot rings out and Vicky gets shot through the head. Oh, by snap. the sniper with the baby in her arms. And the bullet goes through, uh, Vicky's head and strikes Kevin in the left arm. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So now at this point, He's got a dead son. Mm-hmm. He's shot in the shoulder. He just got shot in the shoulder. Now he, his wife just got shot straight in the head. Uh-huh. And that same bullet that went through his wife's head is now in his arm. Now in Kevin's left arm. Kevin's left arm. Yeah, it missed him up. Like God it dang. tore his I forgot his Kevin arm. and Sam are his... <laughs> Jeez, okay. Sam is his son. Kevin is a boy they've helped... Since he was like a teenager, like okay, that's that's so he's like um, an adopted foster child. Yes, okay, that's Randy's um, lady boy. So it messes up his left arm and gets lodged in his chest, in uh-huh. uh, Kevin's chest. What? So it ricochets <coughs> off of her head. It goes through so his, his head, arm. It goes to his heart. So it goes through Vicky's head into Randy's arm, through his arm, through his arm, his arm, oh, into the chest, Randy's arm. into the chest, arm. into the chest. Kevin, of- yes. Okay, I'm going to give you the rundown, Jacob. <laughs> okay. So a sniper shoots his wife through the head. Uh-huh. That same bullet goes through Randy's arm. No, Kevin's arm. Yeah. Kevin's arm. Yeah, and his, his left arm. And whose chest is it in? Randy's it, chest? It hits Kevin's arm, misses it up, and just gets lodged and ricochets in his chest. into his chest. Oh, yes, okay. PJ, oh. let me break it down for you. <laughs> so well, I was now, breaking it down so we can get a more understanding because you keep just randomly going you're off You're about to break it down like Kevin did for Randy? <laughs> so. so at this point, like you said, dead son, now a dead wife, he shot now in the shoulder, is... Pretty much foster son, friend. Is his lady boy. His lady piece. boy <laughs> is shot in the arm and has a bullet lodged in his chest. Wow. The only people that are free and able are his newborn daughter. I'm and surprised his they didn't kill the daughter. two-year-old daughter. <clears throat> she might have had a gun. Who's two? No one said anybody was well, two. Well, Sarah, how old is Sarah? Uh, she was like two or three year, years younger than uh, Sam. Okay. So she was like 10. Yeah. She, well, she probably could have been a murderer. Why didn't they kill her, too? <laughs> we need this world safer. <laughs> so wow. the sniper team, sniper observer team, uh, said that they weren't sure what they hit. So they just <laughs> fired bullets into people who were retreating back well, into the Sounds like a cover. Wait, sounds so. Like they're trying to cover. Up I got more about did. this sniper. So, so a oh, sniper doesn't know what he shot or who he shot. Yeah. What, did he, what did he see? Just a silhouette of a person and he shot it? 
Yeah, pretty yeah, like that's the way it's described. Okay. Now let me tell you this: a sniper, the world's best snipers and assaulters, yes, just shot and don't know what they're like, yeah. didn't know what they're shooting at. They just shot. Could have been the one. I of was the kids. To, I was told uh, to just shoot on sight. I saw a silhouette, and I know that there's children in there. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, I shot something. Yep. So it, I, I think I think it was a deer is what I thought I shot. Well, yeah. he thought because he was that's going what you're hunting. there for 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 hunting deer. Yeah, he, it was just a coincidence. That sniper was a hunter, a now human this hunter. Was like day two, okay, of <laughs> him day hunting of deer. That's going on. So Dick Rogers, head of the HRT, uh, gives Randy ultimatum, saying, "Come out now, or they're going to crush the house, push it over the mountain." Do whatever they need to do to get Randy down. Wow. Uh, and Randy just gave like zero response to what he was yelling and telling him. Yeah, you and just so, killed you just killed one of his his youngest or his only or his son. only son. Yeah. Right? Because biological only, son. Only biological son. Mm-hmm. And then you killed his wife. <laughs> and now you want him to come down or you're gonna crush his house and yeah, throw it over there. Push it over the mountain. That that's very encouraging <laughs> words. Yeah. So the locals start to protest more with all off the mountain. I, I wonder <laughs> over the mountain. Edge. I wonder if uh, if they teach this in maybe FBI school, like how to uh, negotiate with uh, with what they would consider hostage. Uh, how to handle this hostage and yeah. uh, Waco. The negotiation. Yeah, this and Waco are taught. Yeah, <laughs> in those I, schools on what hopefully not to do. Yes, they're like, okay, this on is how what to just you, take control. This is what you. Don't want to happen if you want it to go out of control. But if you want it to go out of control purposely, mm-hmm. this is how you handle the situation. Yeah. If you really just want to just fuck shit up, just <laughs> throw the shit into the fan, let it go, this is how you yeah. do it. You, you just start shooting. <laughs> first, you want to shoot their child. Then you want to... the back. Then you want to sh- uh, shoot their wife in the head. Mm-hmm. And then as- assume that you have no idea that that was... Shoot, any, you, shoot them in the shoulder too as they're checking on their dead son yeah. that you killed that they have stored in the in the shed. In the shed. Yes. Okay, yes. so what's the... Does Randy come down everybody says sorry? My no. bad. Yeah, they're just like, my bad. They shake hands and that's in the It's door. cool. Wow. Yeah. So the locals start to protest more because of all the armed vehicles they see... <laughs> and they, they have more. no idea that the dude's wife and child just they got do shot. not know that vicky got shot and that they're dead hey but he's actually a, they did release the, the information about their son that they killed their son but hey started it up i, I think it's all justified i mean he sold one sawed off shotgun mm-hmm. you know two sawed off shotguns what and else he had, a war- he had a warrant what what else could have happened they could have probably stormed the capitol yeah I mean, an insurrection. Yeah. The sheriff going up there and issuing the warrant and taking them in? No. No. Bring in the APCs. Yes. So on day three, more troops come in Ah, with earth moving equipment. That that makes sense. Well, more troops come in with earth moving equipment. They come in okay. and build a new earth bridge. moving equipment. <laughs> yes. yes. That's what they call it. Yeah. So they come in to build a new bridge. I'm surprised they didn't just allowing larger trucks and more equipment to get up to the mountain to the base for one guy <laughs> and his family that is half dead now. Okay, yes. <laughs> his family is dead. Yes, <laughs> makes sense. So at this time, the FBI uses a robot to take a phone up to the cabin door to negotiate to 
you know. uh, yeah, that's that's the right time to do it. After he has a dead child and wife, that's right. Yeah, it's right. Now let's send the robot. Yeah, first thing yeah. they probably should have done to send up there to try to talk to him. And uh, hey, so uh, I know we killed your child and your wife, but uh, hey, you want to just try to figure this out a little bit? Yeah, you know, ans- you- answer this uh, robot now. Hey, I kind of, I kind of just want to. Can you calm talk? down? Can well, you this- calm down, little drama queen? <laughs> yes, we're robot. trying to negotiate here. <laughs> yeah, this what's your robot, problem? This robot they sent up there with the phone had a weapon on it. Oh, great. It had a weapon on it. Can you guess? So, the robot. as I was saying, the robot has not only the phone, but a weapon on it. Can you guess what the weapon was? And so, I would go, I, I'm going to go small on this one. I'm mm-hmm. going to say uh, a 9 mil, millimeter handgun. Handgun on the robot. Jacob, what was the I'm going to say it's probably a grenade launcher. No, nothing that big. Okay. The weapon on on the robot was a sawn-off shotgun. Oh, <laughs> shut oh up. my no god. Joke. It was a sawn-off shotgun. <laughs> and Randy, that's it's the sawn-off shotgun that Randy <laughs> sold to the, the, the federal agent. Possibly. That's I don't know. Oh Just like a kick in the face. God. I don't know. But they obviously that's they perfect. saw the weapon. Isn't it ironic? They saw don't the weapon <laughs> on the robot. And Randy in the interview was like, yeah, they tried to do that to where, you know, I go and grab the the phone and try to talk and boom, I'm gone. So obviously no one's going to go grab that phone yeah. to try to talk to you. <laughs> and so the oh FBI uses the APC to go up there and clear clears out a bunch of like brush and whatnot around the their home to take control of the area. And they're just, I guess, their justification for sending the, their, like, what, what's their justification to have a sawed-off shotgun on the robot? Yeah. You know? I, it's, it's for, it's just for the appeal, because we know that Randy likes sawed-off shotguns. What if he starts shooting at the robot? The robot's got to defend itself. Yeah. I mean. That robot probably costs, like, a million dollars, so we got to make sure that robot's back in the I, 80s. I think, I think it was just a, or <laughs> early I, 90s, yeah. I think it was just one of those things to let, it, it was a peace offering. To uh-huh. let Randy know, hey, I have a sawed-off shotgun. You sold one in the past. Let's be friends. That's the link of like, hey, Gra- let's start this discussion about sawed-off shotguns yes. and what happened. That's like passing the peace pipe to Randy. Yes. <laughs> but the peace pipe is a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> shotgun pointing will, right at him. That will blow him to smithereens once yeah. he reaches for the, <laughs> the, head, the phone. <laughs> yeah. So the FBI, who is now in charge of everything, receive intel and everything that was coming in about what was going on with Randy. They go send the APC up there to start clearing everything down. So they clear brush and wood or whatever they had around the home. And as they're coming up to the shed to clear it out, they stop. And one of the uh, agents gets out and opens the, the door to the shed and discovers Sam's body. Yeah. The FBI did not know that they, the marshals killed, killed his, his son. son. So the FBI is just finding this out. Yes. <laughs> wow. So okay. I get. I guess how far away was the shed from the home then that the FBI agents are able to get it to it was, without I any issue? I think they said like a hundred feet from the from the front of the house. It was about yeah about a hundred feet. Or okay. So. Okay, that's pretty far. So Not really, but at the same time, I guess it's it, it, it's far enough for them to maybe sneak out uh, it, to the shed. I guess. Yeah, okay. maybe, maybe. Oh, I'm thinking so, yards. It's 30 yards. No, 100 feet. So, <laughs> I'm thinking, on day yeah. four, go ahead. 
The news is released that their son died during the shootout with the six marshals. And everyone, like the locals and everything who were already protesting, found out. Go berserk. Like, nuts even more. Yeah, they're, I was watching a documentary and this lady just comes up. Are you happy now? You killed an innocent <laughs> kid. Like, are you happy? And there was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if there's one way for people to be even more angry at the government, then why not? You definitely got to get that child, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> and in the while the news was recording, like some of the stuff people were saying, as this lady's done yelling, one guy yells, "We're going to war!" Uh-huh. And like you just hear a guy because he's they're all worked up, and one guy <clears throat> who's just like calm and has himself together, you could just hear him kind of lowly in the background. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, we're going to war. You just hear, no, we're not. <laughs> well, That's pretty funny. But uh, comedy relief, comedy relief. Here. Hey, hey, that's what you want when uh, there's a, there's a uh, army of uh, federal agents in your land. Six of them. Yeah. So on day five, the FBI they start investigating the scene where the shootout took place. Shootout took place, and quickly find out that the reports that the marshal gave were quote greatly exaggerated, and the special rules of engagements were then called off because what they as that guy, that marshal ran down to call 911 said, well, we're under siege and There's a they're bunch pinned of guns. down. One guy's down and I got to go back and help the other guys that were there. Well, that's what that, that's what I'm saying. I, I think they 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 went into this thinking that they, were, they had a small militia being shot at, not realizing that it was just a family it that, was who all had guns. A 14-year-old kid and a 20-year-old guy. Yeah. <laughs> so... The special um, engagement, rules of engagement that they put in, meaning they can kill anybody yeah, that they were see. Were removed. And, uh-huh. Yeah, they get removed. And so on day six, uh, Bo Greitz comes in. Anybody know who Bo, Bo Greitz is? No, go ahead and tell us. Let me highlight where I'm in so I don't lose it. <laughs> Bo Greitz was a retired uh, Army colonel who worked on behalf of, like, uh, Soldiers missing in action. So why is he coming okay. in? Well, he comes in because he sees everything that's going on. And he knows the guy was a Green Beret and everything. So uh-huh. he can, you know, he wanted to go in to kind of relate and talk this guy down. Yeah. And so he goes in and performs a citizen's arrest for the governor of Idaho and other, like, major players in there. Uh-huh. And he didn't, like, actually go in to say, hey, I want to arrest these people or anything. No. He just wanted the attention so he can be like, hey, Randy, I'm here. So I so he can go and talk him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on day eight, two days later, the FBI allows Bogreitz to go up the mountain to talk to Randy. And the one time Bogreitz goes up there, he accomplishes, like, obviously way more than the FBI ever did. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to believe that he was able to do that because the best way to reach out and calm somebody down is to approach them with weapons. With yeah. a robot? With, with a, a robot gun. with a sawn-off shotgun <laughs> or to yes. really catch their attention, shoot their wife in the head after yeah. you shot them in the shoulder. Yeah, it makes sense. That's how you just, just like... Just wildly shoot at people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if they get mad at you, like, they're the crazy person. Yeah. That's crazy. They're crazy. So he goes up there, and that's when he finds out and everyone else finds out that they've killed his wife. Uh-huh. And her body's been in there for like six days in the okay. kitchen, in their uh, kitchen. Decomposing. And so 
he goes back down there and tells them exactly what's going on, and people go even more ape. crazy again. Ape, <laughs> S-H-I-T. And so on day nine, uh, Bogrites goes back up there, and he tells Randy, like, hey, um, and what you're thinking, you and your family are thinking, is, like, true. Like, they're going to come up here today, and they're going to take you either, like, dead or alive. And his and his family were like, they're going to come up here. They're just going to kill all of us. So is Kevin dead too? He got shot in the heart, you said. Well, No, it, the, the bullet w- ended up penetrating his chest. Yeah, it oh. messed up his arm, his left arm, and got, got lodged in, in his chest. chest. Yeah. Okay. And so um, they allow, with Bogrites to go up there, after they found out his wife's dead, Jackie Brown, who's Vicky's uh, friend, and they talk to Randy, they get... They go back down. They get some supplies to clean up his freaking dead wife and everything. Oh, okay. wow. And well, how nice of them. <laughs> and as they come back down, um, Vicky, not Vicky. Sarah. Oh um, Jackie Brown, Vicky's friend, and Bo Grites have like a detailed note that Randy and all of them wrote detailing exactly what happened. And uh-huh. how it happened in like their view perspective, and the note went missing, huh? The note went missing. No, 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 no. Like, okay, it they had they had it, and like everything was shown to like the FBI and everything. And so Kevin Harris, who shot <laughs> on the verge of death, obviously like gives up and goes down with Jackie and Bo Grites, and with them they take Vicky's body out of the house, but. Jackie goes up there and cleans the kitchen floor and everything. Uh huh. Which unfortunately destroyed like no destroyed oh, a all bunch the of evidence. evidence. Oh, okay. Like that could have been used against the FBI and everything. So that's she was like, well, I had to go up there. I had to get you know clean it up. They've been in there with their dead mom and wife and everything. And so they gave him the ultimatum of like, we're going up there at noon tomorrow. Is going to happen. Like whether they surrender or not, we're going up there. And so, eleventh morning, uh, Bogrites goes up the last time, talks to Randy, brings and, everybody, down. and Randy tells him that they're gonna have to kill them, or um, they're gonna have to kill them like they killed their His mother wife. and Jeez. their son and brother. And Bogrites tells him like, "There's not much time. You can't do this anymore. Like, you're the going or you're not." And Obviously, Bogrites is someone that Randy can trust. Mm-hmm. So they say okay, and they walk down with with Bogrites, and they shoot them all. And as Bo. they're walking down, the uh-huh. sniper no, they all they they're they're ta- <laughs> Randy and and Kevin are taking shoots the, only his baby girl that was just yeah. born. <laughs> they're like special rules of engagement. Yeah, but they take Randy and Kevin into custody and charge them with uh, murder and conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Makes Murder for the marshal. <laughs> Makes sense. I and mean, so you definitely can't um you definitely can't have the federal government coming onto your land and then attack them, yeah. especially if they have no identification upon them or anything. Yeah, like and that. just start shooting at you like what are you going to do? Yeah. You yeah. Toss you your gun, you have put your hands up. You have to know that they're federal agents. After they shoot your dog and then your son. Yes. <laughs> and then your wife. Yes, and then go and you in the shoulder. Okay, I think we're done here now. Yeah. Um 
now can you charge me with what I deserve? Yeah. Please yeah. throw Please. the book at me. Yeah. I need to be justified. I need to be in prison. Because yeah. you know what? This this should have escalated to this Where's point. Where's the electric chair so I can go sit in it? Yeah. You know, especially with, you know, with the federal agent, you know, looking to him to buy a sawed-off shot. I mean, it makes sense that Randy's the reason this whole thing blew up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's all on him. Yeah. Nothing to do with the FBI ATF. So what happened? What's the no. what's the end of the story here? So it wasn't them who blew it out of proportion <laughs> at all. What's the end of the story? After a three month trial, Kevin Harris is obviously found not guilty on all charges and it gets set free. Uh-huh. Randy is found not guilty on all charges except for the original failure of not appearing in court and serves six months in jail. Okay. <laughs> wow. And in nineteen ninety four, the Weavers file a civil suit and they settle with the government for three point one million. That's it. And the FBI later admits to covering up facts during the court case and the rules of engagement are ruled unconstitutional. Which is why they got so there. Did any wow, the so they got the, go so this particular case alone changed the rules of engagement on US territory only? On US territory only. On US yes. Citizens. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the, the rules, special rules of engagement that they gave them were deemed unconstitutional. Yeah. And well, so I think it goes to the point of, hey, let's find out exactly what's happening here before we kind of, you know, decide to start shooting at these yeah. individuals. Well, the thing was the whole, everything got blown out of proportion. The whole thing got blown out of proportion. <laughs> Because they were getting just, first of all, the bad information from the marshals who got pinned down by a 14-year-old kid and 20-year-old guy with 22 caliber uh, <laughs> handguns. And it turns out um, that ATF agent who, uh, or not agent, that sniper, mm -hmm. his name was Lon Haruchi, okay. the guy who shot Vicky. Uh, and Italian. Who the baby? No, he was actually Asian. Oh, he was Japanese. Oh, Haruchi. Yeah. Haruchi. Okay. H-O-R-I-U-C-H-I. He's the okay. sniper that like hated white people, right? Well, no. Oh. So in 1997, Haruchi was charged with manslaughter for killing Vicky Weaver and at Ruby Ridge. But the charges were later dropped due to uh, suprem a supremacy clause of the Constitution, which grants immunity to federal officers acting in their scope of work and employment. I mean, he was technically there to do what he was supposed so to do. So that special rules of engagement gave him the ability to shoot her. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? He's there as a sniper. They're telling him shoot to kill. He's not. He's not there to research anything. He's there to go do exactly what he was told to but do. But unfortunately, Lon also was a sniper who um, shot everybody at shot JFK? No. Oh, okay. Who at Waco? Not assumed. What's the word I'm looking for? Allegedly. Uh, alleged. Allegedly shot people running away who were running away at Waco. Really? Interesting. What a twist. And the rules, the written rules of engagement state that any male observed with a weapon. But in the hearing... 
they had with Randy that I uh, read about, they pulled the copy of the rules of engagement and stated, other than Randy, uh, the other the other guy, Kevin, uh, and Vicky. So she was accepted into that rules of engagement, meaning they can shoot her too. But this copy was dated after the shooting, like a day or two after, which means they, they changed, changed it. And also, Vicky Weaver did have a gun on her, but it was strapped to her under the sweater she was wearing. And as she got shot and, you know, fell over as they were pulling her in, Randy Weaver himself didn't even know she was ha- had a gun, uh-huh. let alone a sniper who was 300 feet or whatever it was. Yards, like three, four hundred yards away. Yeah. So how did okay, he know that she had a weapon on her? Yeah. So he could see the weapon, but couldn't see the baby she was holding in her arms. That's crazy. Yeah. I would say, I guess, you said you had more information on Randy Weaver at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I guess because one of the things we we started talking off, we started talking about was that white supremacy and all mm-hmm. this other uh, stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. Was Were the marshals or anyone else have intel as as far as Randy being part of some kind of white supremacy group? Well, he... Where he... Where they initiated this sawed-off shotgun mm-hmm. thing? No, he met the informant at the global thing that he was invited to. He went there. He wasn't part of, like... Oh, excuse me. What global thing? The, the area nation or anything like oh, that. Oh, he was invited. He, he went was to invited this there to get like get recruited into it. Mm. But he wasn't a part and didn't even after that wasn't a part of like any like skinhead neo Nazis. So okay, so I guess this would be like a, kind of a sketch comedy thing where you get invited. They're like, oh come on, it's just a bunch of bros just hanging out. And next thing you know, it this informant's like, oh I got this guy. Not realizing he's not even like part of it, mm-hmm. or realizing he's part of it, mm-hmm. and instead of like, he's like, "Oh yeah, let's sell him. Let's get him to sell a sawed-off shotgun. He's gonna be their uh, weapons guy, you know." And poor Randy has no, no idea what's going on. Next thing you know, his family's half dead. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, half your family's dead. Yeah. But because uh, because some informant <laughs> made you made you a target. Yeah, and made you like saw a point of weakness in you, and like, okay, it, yeah, uh, send yeah. me those sawn off shotguns. You know, it kind of makes me think that the informant was like, knew, like, hey, you know what, this guy's not gonna join this. How do I keep the marshals from being getting more information on the Aryan Brotherhood? I'll just pick a random guy who's really not gonna do anything to get them off of the off of the scent of the Aryan Brotherhood. Yeah, and. uh be focused on this Randy guy. Well, in the some of the news articles I read to you from a while back after it happened, like after dust settled and everything, uh, like that agent was told, like, "Hey, he get a nice big bonus if Randy was convicted, so, and if he got, you know." So they're making sure, like, "Hey, we're gonna get this guy." It, so it makes you think, like, the FBI and other. Other federal agents are like, hey, you get big bonuses if you can crack some kind of safety case where, Mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, like currently Mm. right now, it's like you can get a huge bonus if you can find these 
right wing uh, radicals. Yeah, find these cells. And they're that like, way oh, okay. Out. Oh, we're gonna. Well, you can get a million dollars. Okay, let's get thirteen of us to create a militia. Uh huh. And we're gonna we're gonna try to recruit people. <gasps> So, yeah, and one of the things that, uh, and one of the, you remember at the beginning I said there's, like, some uh, where I started digging into Randy, I was like, ooh, like, mm, he just wasn't maybe just yeah. the best guy. So at the beginning of the documentary, <laughs> they showed him, like, oh, you know, going into, like, uh, racist stuff and whatnot and his views. Well, he was, uh, I got him quoted saying, you know, the word racist itself is a good word. It means you're proud of your race. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to read the definition of racism. A person who believes in racism, the doctrine that one's own racial group is superior or that a particular racial group is inferior to others. So I don't know where he got this. <laughs> it means you're proud of your race, but... Hey, by the way, uh, you know, if you're racist, it. it just means you're proud of your race. Well, they didn't have internet back then. Oh, there's no. there's lawn, by the way. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah, he didn't get trialed or anything because of that little slip of him being <laughs> wow well that's crazy work. is randy still alive he no uh, he actually died at the age of 74 he is yeah he's dead he passed yeah. what about sarah and ishmael uh abishala abishala they are still alive yes okay kevin i don't know i didn't look him up who cares Kevin's probably dead. who cares about kevin <laughs> boy got shot and released and he's he's happy just to be alive <laughs> Wow, well, that's, that's all I got. I hope uh, everyone was entertained. Uh, I know I brought some new light and some, some uh, details that maybe people just kind of got the, the gist of. Well, I think it was one of those things that you can probably find a documentary on it. But at the same time, it's some good information that is for the people who uh, never heard of it, never heard of it before to find out like exactly that these things happen in the and federal agents in general are just one of those far out things that they do constantly. Yeah. They jump to conclusions without really doing a full investigation. Yeah. And hey, there's bonuses in it for them. Over exaggerate yeah. things. If Shoot they, it, first, collect your bonus, and then you ask questions. And then we'll uh, just, uh, what is it called? Write it off. De, uh, Deactivate. Redact. Re redact. We'll just redact everything off of the report because for everyone's safety. And then yeah. we'll make new uh, policies after we already messed up and get our people off. For yeah. stuff that should be blatantly obvious not to do. Yeah. But yeah. it's like they say, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than but I guess, ask permission. I, I, but I guess nowadays you would just say, well, I mean, that's what he gets for being racist. Yeah. Even though he did nothing racial was, besides yeah, saying it, that. thing that he did was racially... <laughs> <laughs> like boundary. Oh like man, that. that's crazy. I mean, but that's uh that's what you get when you have uh federal agent federal agencies that um are given bonuses to crack cases that don't exist and who don't communicate. And if they didn't they even know they shot they his have son. Immunity. Yeah. Yeah, they have immunity because they were working in their scope of uh yeah, their line of duty. Oops, Good I job. just killed a whole family. Whoopsie. It was part of the case. <laughs> <laughs> what we were doing part of the job that i went there for so yep there's that i didn't dig into the, like the whole immunity thing anymore i don't know if they like yeah retracted it or anything but they hopefully did. they did hey it wasn't our fault those guys joined our militia that we made up and and, and took over the highway <laughs> hey uh, you know we you know our scope of work hey these guys were about to uh kidnap a governor but that's because we set it up but 
they joined us to we, do it. So we literally yeah. caused the reason, but uh, yeah, they we, decided to do it. So yeah. not entrapment. Yeah. Hands up, not yeah. entrapment. <laughs> Hey, we knew they were out there. We just uh, made it happen for them a little easier. <laughs> we just gave them the tools and resources they needed, and the encouragement. But to they make this chose. Happen. But to they do chose it. to do it. So, responsibility yeah. off us. Anyways, wrap it up. All right. All so, right. thanks everybody for, for listening. listening. Uh, we got another. We got another. Like next sub- week, like, like sub- subscribe and yeah. comment. And share with your friends, share share with your friends, your neighbors, your girlfriends, your boyfriends. Don't share with anybody isolating themselves on the top of a mountain, though. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Uh, share with Randy. Until next week. Thanks, you guys. And we'll hit you up.